And I walked away from that experience saying, why are these not the women I'm seeing in advertising? If I saw these women and they were 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 plus, I would feel completely different about my aging. So if we saw women in a positive light that were older, would we feel different about our aging? Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast. It's season four, and here we are still reimagining, rethinking, and redefining what it means to be in midlife and what's possible as we age. We are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. I created this podcast to give you inspiration and let you know you're not alone in feeling stuck in midlife. Both men and women are welcome here, but if you are a woman, I also invite you to join the Age Agitators Club for Women, where we come together monthly to hatch our plans for making waves as we age. Being part of this community for women will remind you on a regular basis that you're not too old and it's never too late to do that thing you've been thinking about. You can find more information at latebloomerliving.com forward slash community, and I hope to see you there. Hello, my friend. I am so excited to have a very special guest on today. Stephanie Odell is joining us. She's the founder of Celebrate the Gray. The Celebrate the Gray Collective represents over 200 gray or silver-haired real models It has access to hundreds of ambassadors, like more than 50, and offers age inclusion consulting for brands and companies. And you may ask, what, why, what's the deal with that? Well, Stephanie is passionate about updating the age of models that are used in marketing and giving women their power back in their aging journey. And I just think what she's doing is so important. We need to see ourselves represented as we are, as real women, go figure in the world. We exist. Hello, we're not invisible. And and speaking of that, one of the things I love in her bio is it says women want to be seen as they age in marketing. They want their faces, bodies, voices, and opinions valued and authentically represented. Stephanie is a national speaker and a thought leader on age inclusion, and I'm so glad that you're here with us. Thank you for being with us today, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to talk about this. I kind of don't even know where to start. Let's go back to what got you to doing what you're doing. I mean, you. I know that when we talked before, you're an athlete, right? all your, like most of your life, you were a stylist. Mm-hmm. Is Fashion that stylist. Fashion yep. stylist. And what got you started with Celebrate the Gray? What was, what was the, I don't know, the pain point, the grain of sand that got you going? Um, well, I had, you know, I raised two, I was in the process of raising two kids and I always kind of thought, um, with my husband, we always thought that was kind of what I was put on the earth to do. But I had that moment of, is this all that I'm meant to do? You know, and I think that was in my late forties. And I kind of started, it was a scary kind of even question to ask myself because 
I didn't know what I was good at anymore or what I was passionate about besides my family and my community. And um, it kind of stopped me in my tracks. Like maybe I'm not really passionate about anything anymore, but I felt like there was something I was meant to do. I just kind of had this inkling, you know, that kind of feeling in your gut, like this is something you need to explore if you ask yourself this question. And so I got a part-time job at Athleta. A friend had started working there. They opened their first store. And I just found a love of helping women understand their shape and how to dress their shape. Um, so I saw so many women come in and say, oh, this store is not for me. I'm like, no, 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 wait a minute. It is for you. The visuals and narratives just don't show you, but let me show you what we have. And 90% of the time they would walk out having bought something and feeling really good about their bodies because they learned how to dress their body. Because as we age, our bodies change and we start to hide instead of learning how to embrace the shape we have. Um, and that led me to working for Athleta as a stylist, um, working for an online uh, online styling site and having my own business. And about six years ago, my older client said to me, this is my starting point for Celebrate the Gray. My client said, I fashion industry has forgotten me. I feel invisible. And that was kind of my starting point. I was just, you know, one of those questions when someone says to you, you're kind of like, wow, I am becoming, and and then me personally, I started to think I'm becoming invisible. Um, as you said, I've been an athlete all my life. I'm a runner. And I started to realize I don't see anybody that looks like me in running ads. Um, and that made me stop too, thinking I still want to run. Although people started saying to me, oh, don't, you might, you know, maybe you should stop running. It, maybe you're too old to run. And I'm like, okay, the, the messaging I was getting and the visuals I was getting were not, ones of positivity. It was more of it's time to stop because of your age. So I thought I was going to start a fashion line for the 50 plus woman. I, I started a blog. I had a good friend say to me, start a blog, talk to a hundred women. And if you don't know, if you don't have answers to things, talking to people is the best way to get information. Um, you know, even saying, I'm not even sure what I'm doing, but I'd love to hear your opinion about aging. So women, I started talking to women um, over 50. I would stop women in the supermarket. I would, you know, if we're in anthropology. My daughter, I don't know how many times my daughter would say, I know you got to go talk to that woman. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I would, you know, talk to everybody and anybody. And I walked away from that experience saying, why are these not the women I'm seeing in advertising? If I saw these women, and they were 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 plus, I would feel completely different about my aging. So I kind of had this aha moment of it's not so much there's not fashion there or uh, services or products. It's that the people it's being shown on don't represent who I am and who these women are. So if we saw women in a positive light that we're older, would we feel different about our aging? Would we be a consumer of different brands because we saw somebody in clothes? I'll use Athleta as an example. If we saw older women in the clothes, would we feel more um, included and feel like it was a brand for us? Yeah. And you have models that are now in the Athleta visual universe, don't you? How, how do I even say that? 
Yeah. You know, it's been interesting to watch it. Things have changed drastically in six years. Um, there are many, many more women being included, older women being included in um, print and visuals and narratives still have a long ways to go. Um, but yes, one of the models, actually, she was with me. She she moved to New York and is with exclusively with an agency in New York. She and she's in her 70s. Um, Carolyn Doling. She's amazing. Oh, love Carolyn. Um, yeah, she was in a hiking campaign. I remember walking into Athleta and outside their huge visual was Carolyn and two younger women hiking. Like that's what the world looks like. Um, and if you give that visual to a woman, she starts to believe that's what I can be. Um, because if we don't see people that look like us, it's hard to think about being that 70 year old that takes up kickbox, kickboxy, kickboxing or, um, you know, is an avid hiker. Yeah. What we see affects what we see for ourselves. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um, so let's go back a minute. So you're talking to these women in the grocery store and in stores and all the things. How does that turn into what Celebrate the Gray is? How, this collective of models and, and women. And I want to hear all about the, the beginnings of that. Um, well, it was an interesting journey that I and I would encourage women to kind of listen to your gut and don't be afraid to try different um, paths and, and, you know, whatever feels right to you, keep on that path for a while. And if it starts to not feel right, think about the things that feel right or don't feel right. Um, you know, I got, we did a small photo shoot with six of the women I'd interviewed because I had this idea in my head. If women saw visuals, more positive visuals of aging, would they in fact internally feel differently? So we did, I had some great um, photographer that donated her time and a makeup artist donated her time. And we did this amazing shoot. And I saw these women come in, get hair and makeup done, put on modern styling and just see themselves differently. And I thought, okay, if this is just this small kind of shoot, I can't imagine what would happen if you started to see yourself in ads. Uh, oh my gosh, I see this on a smaller scale, Stephanie, it's kind of blowing my mind right now. Um, I do a lot of headshot photography mm, and yes. many of my clients are midlife women. And so I'll have a makeup artist come in and they get their makeup done and then, you know, they're wearing their own clothes. But by the time they've gone through this process of kind of being pampered and, you know, and then seeing what the photos look like, you just see this transformation in in how they're holding themselves and, right. and all of that. And it's so cool. That must have been an amazing experience. It was For incredible. I, I, yeah, I just, I remember one of the women, I put this amazing red dress on her and she was, she's in her seventies. I think I'll have to send you these pictures to include in the notes because, and I put these combat boots on her and she just became a badass. Like all of a sudden, I love like, it. oh my God, I love it. she's, you know, she's, we slicked her hair back and <sighs> she, she just, looked incredible. And you start to get this different sense of yourself. This power starts returning that you have stopped, started hiding almost. Um, you know, you see women as we age, we start to dress in colors that almost make you disappear. 
um, you know, and the return of color or learning how to do makeup and hair as we age, you know, makeup changes, your skin changes, you have different needs. So, and if you don't see that being talked to, you know, all you hear is anti-aging makeup or anti-aging skincare. Well, what about healthy skin? What about just taking care of our skin and letting us have wrinkles? I mean, that's what age is about. So that, um, we did that small photo shoot and then um, the AARP disrupt aging movement um, somehow picked up on this. I, there was a small article done in our local newspaper and uh, cool. they picked that up and reached out and said, we'd like to include you in our disrupt aging movement um, video. I love that series, by the way. I, I am an AARP member and I, I read their magazines and that is one of my favorite parts of what they do. Yeah, that was kind of one of those moments like, what? I'm not disrupting anything. <laughs> I just did a small photo shoot. So um, I think that also lends or, you know, talks to the follow your passion. Um, and if you can't figure out your passion, just start doing things you like and you'll be amazed at what starts happening. You know, when you start oh, putting it out into the universe, I the love that, that start message. coming back. Yes, yes. I when you were speaking earlier about that that time in your in your 40s with your young kids and not even knowing what you wanted to do, I can so relate to that. I was going through a very similar thing and and for a while there, I I remember talking to my sister-in-law and being like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Isn't there some some job where I can just like read books and listen to podcasts. <laughs> like, do I even want to do anything? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, you know, your podcast and other podcasts or, and just stories, women really being vocal and visible about what they're doing and how old they are is helping so many other women think about what the possibilities are because we get that so much limitation messaging. Um, and so many things based on our age and our education and our experience versus, well, here's a woman that, you know, for me, I had no experience opening an agency. I've never run a business. Um, it was super scary. I'm, I've talked myself out of it numerous times, even How got a full-time job. Going? Like what? So, so, oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. You don't know what you're doing. You've got like, you're okay. I'm going to open an agency. Like, what does that mean? How did you even step into that? And I can imagine the imposter syndrome for me would have been off the hook. I don't know if I could have stepped through that. Uh, I didn't for a long time, I have to say, but I kept kind of putting it out in the universe. Um, you know, kind of that, oh, I'm not worthy of even saying that out into the universe, but I'd say it a few times and I'd get this just amazing feedback. And I get, when I did the blog and was writing the blog, I get women say to me, oh my God, you made my day. Thank you so much for stopping and talking to me. And I thought, if that's all I do, if all I do is have a blog and talk to women and see them and want to hear their story, that's pretty amazing. So the rest is going to be, so I think if, if you, and, and, and also in the beginning, I had people say to me, oh, how are you going to monetize this? How are you going to make money? And I, I was like, I have no idea, but that's not the driving force in what I'm doing right. is not money driven. It's more, I want to make people visible 
women visible. I want to make myself visible. I want to make my 90-year-old mother visible. I want to make all these women I've talked to visible. And I want to build a vehicle that they can be part of and they can figure out a way to drive their own bus. I may be able to guide them a little bit, but I don't want to be their voice. I want them to discover they've got a voice and they've got passions and purpose to share with the world. So I I knew that it's kind of what I wanted to achieve. You know, I didn't, it stopped me because I didn't know what the end product. And so many people will say to you when you're starting something, well, what it, what are you building or what's it going to look like? And I'm like, I have no idea. I just know there's a problem with the visuals and narratives that were served as women. So that was kind of my starting point. I tried to find an agency to partner with, was told, look, we've got our two older models. We're not really interested. It's not a demographic brands are interested in. And then I did the deep dive into the numbers behind what we represent, trillions of dollars. Um, and I'd spoken to hundreds of women at that point who wanted to be seen differently, who didn't want to be their 20-year-old self. They didn't want to be told, you've got to get rid of your wrinkles, your gray hair. You've got to diet till you're back to your weight that you were in your 20s. So I knew there was a disconnect between reality and perception. Um, so that was kind of my starting point. What's it like when you um, try to approach brands to talk to them about being more inclusive with uh, putting real women, putting real women of an age in their in their campaigns? Um, it is uh, it it's difficult for them to pull, they're very interested in the conversation. They realize the importance of the 50 plus demographic, but they are afraid of alienating who they believe their core customer is. So, and, and large brands are so number driven. I like to say that we're the face behind the numbers. Um, I, I really think many brands don't talk to the end consumer and they don't really realize what that end consumer wants. So the, the brands that are leading the way are those small brands being started by the 40 plus woman that's just fed up with not having a solution to her problem. Um, so it's taking it upon herself to start her own brand. And those women are very excited about finding me and working with our models, either as models or influencers or content creators or building an ambassador program. Um, I think we're all, when you start a business, you've got no money and we're all kind of in the same boat that we're trying to figure out a way to collaborate and work together and build my brand, her brand, an opportunity for all the models that are part of the agency. Um, I think the other hard part for Celebrate the Gray is brands are finding us slowly, but it's difficult to connect with a brand and find the right decision maker to include older women in their campaigns. So right now I really focus on those brands that are already doing it. Occasionally I'll send a note to a brand to That's say so smart. <laughs> well, why are you going to push the boulder uphill, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um so that's, you know, it's it's this I say a slow burn, it's a grassroots movement. That's why I love having the collective because I'm not one voice. All the women that are part of the collective are very vocal and visible. 
um, and are reaching out to brands and telling me about brands or making connections for me. Um, so uh, brands reactions are different depending on who the uh, leaders are in that company. Mm, I imagine so. Yeah. 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 I'm when you mentioned the um, you know, putting your model in the red dress and then putting the combat boots, I was like, yes, because <laughs> I have a shoe thing. I'm I'm just gonna say I have a little bit <laughs> a little bit of a shoe thing. And I love me a good combat boot or a really good boot. And 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 I'm 55 years old and I have bunions. Mm. So I need a shoe that has support and I need a shoe that has a wide toe box. And it is so hard to find cute shoes, much less combat boots, <laughs> right? That have yeah. all the elements. And I'm like, I just, I kind of want to just go start my own shoe brand and make shoes that are like kick-ass shoes for older women that don't want to look like they're wearing orthotic shoes, you know? Yeah most of the time the shoe brands they they throw a bunch of bling on an orthotic shoe and think that that's <laughs> gonna make you feel like you're young and it's just like no that's just a blingy awful looking shoe yeah, exactly you i'll know. have to send you some ideas there are some good brands out there but you know they're expensive or they they don't advertise or uh you know there's also some great stylist um that I'd love to, I'll introduce you to them because they would be great guests um, for your podcast. Just, you know, and there's some of them are plus size gals or some of them are, you know, there's a great gal out of um, Chicago. She's actually a trans woman. So, you know, just opening yeah. up the narrative and um, again, giving women ideas of how to do it differently because we get stuck in these ruts of, that's all I know. That's what my friends and family do, or that's what advertising tells me. So the idea of putting a compact boot on with a dress is mind blowing. Um, you know, I had a client that we, she was a lawyer and a judge. And I remember the first time we worked together, I pulled her suits all apart and I said, you could wear this jacket with a white t-shirt and jeans. She's like, what? <laughs> I can wear my jacket and suit separately. I'm like, yeah. Wow. Wow. I just see the top of her head blowing right oh, off. Yeah. So you amazing. never know where somebody's coming in, right? You, I always say, look, you, you're going to come in on a spectrum on your aging and find what resonates with you now and slowly evolve yourself if you want to. And, you know, the whole idea of color is overwhelming to people. I'll always say, start with a red tennis shoe or a color tennis shoe. And then if somebody says to me, You're oh my God, I my love language. your tennis shoe. It's so great. <laughs> it's like, it gives you almost that freedom to think maybe I could wear a red top. I really am afraid of being that visible and drawing that much attention to myself, but I'm going to go for it. So it's this slow, you know, give yourself grace to start wherever you're at and find resources and find inspiration and give yourself time to evolve how you want to evolve. Yeah. I have started filling my Instagram feed with 
people who are um, older and and s- stylish and, you know, really, I fill my Instagram feed with anything that makes me feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and that is one of the things that, you know, because as a photographer, I wear a lot of black. Um, but and, and also I spent many years in New York and black became the uniform, you know, yep. but I am trying to pull more color in. I've, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I actually look really good in royal blue. Who you know, and so now I'm like looking for royal blue everywhere. And yeah. uh, it's it's fun to kind of explore w- who I am now through what I'm putting on my body and not like, you know, not who I want to be right. in some twisted like, oh, that's younger looking like what what's calling to me now is kind of where I, where I'm at with that. You yeah. know, when you were talking about the the importance of women being visible as they get older, wanting, you know, your mom at 90 to be visible, I think the power of that is not just for us as older women, it's for it's for society to be able to see women that are older who are still who are still doing things, who are still vibrant, who are still interested in life, who are still producing thought work, who are still creative. And what does that do when a younger person sees, and it goes for men too, older men, like to for younger people to see older people doing things that maybe surprise them based on what society has been telling us old people are like, then that opens up a world of possibilities for everybody coming up and behind us and what they're going to think they're capable of as they get older. Cause we're all living so much longer, living so much longer and healthier that they, you know, they say the 70 of today is the 50. Well, no, it's just the 70 of today, but that 70 year old that a brand may attract could be another 20 years. They may live to 90, um, you know, and, and people are more active and more um, in tune to technology and um, what health. So there's so much opportunity for older people to be inspiration to younger people. I see this on photo shoots. Every single time we have a photo shoot, I see those younger decision makers walk into the room thinking, that 70 year old, that 60 year old is going to be a certain way. They're going to talk a certain way. They're going to have a certain interest. Mm. And one, they find their perception is not correct. So they get the, the age model in their head gets rewritten. And so hopefully the next shoot will be cast completely different because of that experience. And they find common ground or commonalities with that person that they used to not think they would ever have anything in common with an older person. So there's just this great opportunity. I always take advantage of any intergenerational opportunity conversation. My son, our son lives in New York and he's part of a very creative group of people, young people. And I love going to his events. I mean, I will make a point of talking to every single young person I can. And what do you do? And this is what I do. And how do you do this? And learning from them. And, you know, I follow a ton of his friends. His friends follow me. You know, I'm always commenting on their posts. It's breaking down those barriers that we think we have because someone's older. 
I'm getting the shivers. Um, I'm getting the shivers right now. This is, <laughs> it's, I, I really think it's important, this intergenerational um, crossbreeding and, and getting to know each other, developing relationships and understanding, you know, looking back at a, at a, at looking at a younger generation, not just as like, oh, millennials this, millennials that, Gen Z, blah, blah, you know, but also them looking up and thinking, okay, boomer, Let's right. get rid of all that, right? What's possible if yeah. we if we actually get to know each other? Yeah. And so often we those for younger and older, we determine their abilities based on their age or we predict almost, right? We say, oh, they're too young, they don't understand. Or on vice, you know, on the other side, which we're all heading towards, oh, they're too old, they don't get it. Or they're too old, don't do that, you might hurt yourself. So all of a sudden we're self predicting or we're predicting for that individual their ability and they start to self-limit themselves because of something we've said or society tells them so if society starts kind of breaking those down and societal norms are not based on age but more based on ability who knows what people can do yeah how might the workforce be completely transformed if they really started thinking about how much longer people are living and how much more older people have to give and what younger people are capable of on the flip side of that, right? right? How could, I mean, you could have like a completely looking different looking society if, if we weren't so ageist. Yeah. In both I, I don't know if you have a lot of friends that say, you know, they're even close to retirement age. I have some friends and they're like, I don't want to retire though. I'm trying to figure out what's next for me. No interest in retiring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting started. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I'm, my husband may be retiring in eight years or something. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm just getting started. <laughs> right. Hopefully in eight years, my business is going to be really thriving. And, you know, I have all kinds of offices and all kinds of things happening and, so I'm excited uh, about I'm excited I'm for going. you. I can see it for you, <laughs> Stephanie. I can see it. Seriously, that is so exciting. Oh my gosh. Wow, wow, wow. I could talk to you all day. Um, this has been phenomenal. Would tell um, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you would want people to know about what you're doing or the progress you're making or or anything? that's coming to mind for you? Oh, well, thanks. That's a great question. Um, you know, I think one of the things I always like to talk about is the power we have that we don't realize we have, especially women, that we buy into this messaging, this outdated messaging, and that we are a very important consumer. You know, we are a super consumer. We buy for ourselves, our partners, our parents, our kids. We're a loyal customer and we're a vocal customer. Uh, and so don't, um, discount that, like really understand the power you have as a consumer and be vocal about who you are and what you're doing and how old you are. And that if a brand's doing something right, so often we focus on brands doing something wrong, but if a brand is doing something right, like let them know, it just reinforces, Mm. oh, this is what women want. I, we always thought they wanted anti-aging skincare and makeup and hair color, but, oh, they really don't. They want to embrace their authentic self. Um, and I'll, on the flip side too, for sure, if brands are not doing a good job and they're just showing you outdated messaging, either let them know or 
find a different brand, <laughs> find somebody right. else to support with our money. Our money speaks volumes. Um, and that is what brands generate. They, you know, they base their decisions on sales. So we have a lot of power we're not utilizing. I love it. That is true across so many things. We underestimate our own personal power across the board, I think. And yeah. I love the application of taking that into how we use our dollars. You know, it's exciting. Well, I think wow. it's also exciting. And I encourage women to think about regaining their power as they age um, and figuring out what really resonates with them, who resonates with them. You know, in the beginning, I direct, I DM'd every single person I could find that knew anything about modeling um, because I didn't know anything about modeling. And people were so supportive and collaborative. And as you and I both know, as women get older, we get less and less competitive and more and more collaborative. Um, and if you find somebody that isn't, that's not the right person for you. Um, you may need a new tribe. You may need a new group of people that really see the version of yourself that you kind of are starting to feel. And it's exciting. It's an exciting time for all of us. It's a celebration. As it I say, celebrate the gray. Time. Don't yeah. don't buy into the demise of old, old uh, you know, older age. Um, and we're not old. We're just older and we all get older. I love it. Celebrate the gray. Yes. I love the whole idea of just like celebrating it. It's, it's um, aging playfully is my new com mm, complete obsession right now is how I can be more playful in my work. How do I get more play in my day? Like how do, how do we, how do we live more vibrantly, you know, with, with bringing energy to, to all the things that we have to do to begin with. Did I see you on roller skates or the other day on your Instagram? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I used it. to roller skate. Oh my gosh. I used to roller skate all the time, but like from the time I was probably 10 to 13 ish, I probably lived on my roller skate. I was, if I had a moment to be on roller skates, I was on roller skates outside or in a roller rink with, the, you know, yeah. Michael Jackson playing or whatever disco <laughs> music was on. And, uh, oh my gosh, I loved it. I loved it. And I was thinking about it recently and I was missing it. And I started visualizing myself getting back on my roller skates and then that was my celebration, I believe, for my third year anniversary of the podcast. I bought myself my roller skate. I did a lot of research to find the ones that were going to fit my bunion-y feet. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I got them. And I have been, and I was so wobbly when I first got on them, Stephanie. I couldn't even believe how wobbly and scared I was. But I did get pads. I'm all padded up, helmeted up, the whole thing. And they have come in very handy, I will say. And <laughs> I am having so much fun. I'm much less wobbly now and just feeling like I'm flying when I'm on my skates. You know, it is, it is, it is the play that I was looking for. Oh, it's that's really so great. Fun. And it's so great that you because I'm sure people are like, oh my God, you're going to hurt yourself. Don't do that. Oh yeah. You're going to break a hip. You're going to yeah. break a knee. You're going to break. I'm like, well, talk to me then. 
it could happen, I suppose. And I might regret this, but at the same time, like I've, I've fallen on that hip, man. I fell right on my butt. Luckily I have a lot of padding on my butt. And, (laughs) um, and I took, took a good whack with that same fall, took a good whack to the back of my head with the helmet on my wrist pads caught me, my elbow pads caught me, my knee pads caught me and the good little took us cushion that I've got going on there. It, I was fine. I didn't even hurt afterwards. I was like, wow. Okay. Okay. And that gave me actual falling like that gave me the confidence to start pushing myself to try like new moves and things like that. So, you know, yeah, I could go on and on. Oh, it's fantastic. I (laughs) want to see more pictures of you posting. (laughs) You very well might. You very well might. Oh, thank you so much again for being here with us. How can people find you to learn more about what you're doing? We are Celebrate the Gray, Gray with an A. It's the American spelling of gray, um, .com, and Instagram, Celebrate the Gray. Um, We are Celebrate the Gray Collective, anyone over 50 that a woman over 50 or identifies as a woman over 50 that's really interested in uh, finding her voice or being part of a collective of women that are trying to make change. I encourage you to join us on our private Facebook group. Um, if you're interested in modeling or you are on social media and have a following of a thousand or more on social media, check out the website, all the information's there about how to join either the modeling side or the influencer side of the business. Uh, and DM me. I'm all, I've always respond to every DM I get um, happy to talk to anybody, but I really appreciate you having me on today. And I love your energy and enthusiasm and you're making a big difference also in the age inclusion conversation. Thank you very much. That, that means a lot coming from you. And I really appreciate having you here today. I am so excited to have been able to meet you and talk to you. I've been admiring what you're doing actually for a while now. I don't know if I've told you that, um, but I, I've been aware of the work that you're doing for a while and finally got up the gumption to get in touch with you. And I'm oh, so, so thank glad you. Well, thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Well, there you have it. Oh my goodness, my head is abuzz with everything that I just talked about with Stephanie. Whew, so many ideas. My main takeaway from this, I think, is the idea that we can have an inkling of an idea of what we want to do, of something that moves us, and not have any idea how to do it or what next step to take to make that thing happen. And that's okay. That's how Stephanie got started. And she didn't start knowing what her end game was going to be. I don't think she still knows what her end game is with this. She's curious and staying open to where this is leading her. And I, I love that part of her story. Who knows where Celebrate the Gray is going to go and what kind of a difference it's going to make in the world for representing older women and what kind of effect that's going to have on our society. I know I'm, I know I'm, I might be I might be getting too excited, but I, I can't help it. I can't help it. Um, 
Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. So here's the thing. If you're feeling a little buzzing inside you that says there's more for you to do, don't stop yourself. Follow that little thread and see where it goes and start taking action. Who knows what you'll do? (laughs) It's very exciting. Oh my goodness. I think the other thing that I really took from our conversation was the idea of how important it is for us to stay in touch with other generations, to really develop our relationships with younger people, with older people, so that we can get rid of these false ideas and false narratives that are in all of our brains that we've been brainwashed to think about when it comes to age and generations and limitations based on age and all those things. Because if we can free ourselves of those fake ideas, I'm just calling them fake ideas, uh, how much freer will we all be? I find that pretty exciting. So if you want more information about Stephanie O'Dell and Celebrate the Gray, you can find a link to her website in the show notes. Just go to latebloomerliving.com and look for episode 160. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.